Welcome to another episode of Tech Talk Travel. Uh, we've got a fantastic guest, Miss Connie Reams from Beekeeper. Connie, great to have you on the show. Thanks Thank for joining you. us. Great yeah. to have you here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Connie, I'd like to get started a little bit about your background and let's talk how you became inspired to get into the hotel space and hotel tech. What was it that drove you there and, and how did it all get started? Yeah, sure. I, um, well, I would say as a, a teenager, I knew that I want. I lived in a very small town. I knew I wanted to um, get out of that small town and see this great big world. And so I was really inspired to come into the industry by a personal passion. And and so I joined American Airlines um, and worked there for about 14 years. And at the end of that um, assignment, I my last position was actually running what is now Sabre Hospitality. Mm -hmm. At that time it was quite a bit different, but mm -hmm. it was the distribution side of Sabre for hotels. Mm -hmm. And um, that sealed the deal. I loved, fell in love with hospitality and put airlines behind me and um, joined and, and have ever since been focused and working with other, all, all on the technology side and everything from you know the the back end back of office solutions all the way to the you know front office solutions mm -hmm. and central solutions. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, and and from Sabre, where did you move on to from there? Yeah, from Sabre, I actually moved on to Trust International. Uh huh. Yeah. That's interesting, considering now they they I, bought Trust a few years ago. I know. I yeah. know. Everything seems to kind of go full circle it in does, this industry. It, it yeah. does. Yeah. It does. So, yeah, I was. Uh, I, um, Actually, at American, they were looking at doing a joint venture with um, Bertelsmann, mm -hmm. who owned a portion of Trust at that time, mm -hmm. and I was sent out as part of that process to evaluate Trust as a potential. Um, uh, Bertelsmann said we own uh, this hotel company, the technology, and and maybe we could do something together, and that's how I met Trust. And then Trust said, well, why don't you come and help us grow our company? And that's how I. Yeah. ended up leaving. Yeah. And I know you've worked before as well with uh, Daniel, right, yes, in the past? Yes, yes. So, and uh, that was where? At, at Pegasus. Pegasus. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Had so, the great pleasure of working with Daniel. Yeah, yeah. He's a great guy. He is. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So you went from Sabre to Trust to Pegasus, and then? And then um, after Pegasus, I went to Indra, which is, uh, you know, Spain-based yep. um, company. Yeah. And I spent five years with um, Indra, really helping Great. launch their um, their business, all of their technologies that are built on top of SAP yeah. and um, CRS, PMS, um, and all the financial solutions hmm. as well, and, and digital. Excellent. Yeah. And now today you're with Beekeeper. Yeah, so with each one of those moves, I would say I was always... Um, excited and challenged to be learning another aspect of the hotel business mm. and at the same time the hotel stack right mm -hmm. so I didn't really have a repeat in there so um, I thought I had been at Indra we had been talking and really advocating strongly about technologies for managing the guest experience and um, I got a call from Beekeeper and they said you're so passionate about the guest experience and what we think makes a difference in the guest experience is the employee side of the equation. Right. And so we're bringing technologies to mobilize the employee workforce. Right. 
So in, with, in terms of what Beekeeper's offering, you've got internal communication tools. Uh, what else, what else do, is it that you can um, essentially provide to the, the hotel staff that will make their day more efficient and effective for, for their guests, ultimately? Yeah, so Beekeeper um, is providing this mobile app. So we, you know, we've done all the mobile apps for the guest side. We're providing the mobile app because uh, in hotel employees were creating like WhatsApp groups and Facebook groups yeah. and things like that. And uh, when they were leaving the company or the hotel, they they're still subscribed them. to, yeah. they're still getting VIP list and confidential information, which is a real problem. Mm. You know, it's security mm. and course. data data privacy concerns. Yeah. So, yeah. so we're providing that one platform that connects all of the workforce at a, at a hotel or at a, at a company. And one, I would say not, and I didn't know this even when I joined Beekeeper, what one uh, not so known fact is that typically at a hotel company or at a, at a property, 80% of the employees do not have an email address, a mm. corporate email address, because mm. there's a cost attached to that. Mm. So if they don't have an email address, they don't sit behind a desk, how do you communicate with these people? Hmm. And and these are the people that are touching the guest, and these are the ones that today, in today's environment, they'll walk down the street for 50 cents more an hour or a better lunch. So, you know, how do you get some real estate on what they care about, which is their phone, and how do you get in here hmm. to connect them? Hmm. And that's that's what we're trying to do at Beekeeper. All right. All right. So what would you consider would be some of the hotel's biggest pain points when it comes around um, that type of issue and, 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 and ensuring that the staff can communicate freely with each other. Like, so how would yeah. Beekeeper really solve that puzzle and, and what, what are the, I guess, the, let's say the top three pain points that perhaps some hotels out there wouldn't even be aware of until they perhaps heard of, oh, hey, yeah, you know yeah. what, that's something that we have to deal with as well. I think language is a, a big, I mean, let's face it, the majority of the, the workforce on a property are you know all different kinds of languages are are occurring so um, being able to break that silo and communicate in any language um, and even we have uh, uh, deaf people that have said this is the first time I can talk to my company right because so everything it's multi-language so so I would say language is one mm. um, a second is the we break down the silos so people really a big pain point that hotels have is is there a career here for me right do, you know to Connie Reams do I have a career at this property or with this company and so a careers page doesn't cut the mustard anymore mm. I mean it really needs they really need to know that they have a future mm. a future there and that you're investing in that and providing training and then the third thing is, I would say that a big concern on hoteliers' minds is what do we do in um, cases where we really need to be able to communicate with everybody right now, right? How do we do that? Because mm, today mm. We, we don't know how to do that. So for examples, um, we have the Intercontinental in Miami, it's a good example. Um, the hurricane was coming. so. How do we communicate? The hotel is closing um, at this time. We need, you know, we need to make certain all our guests are checked out or secured, or, you know, and then 
the hotel has been damaged, it's reopening, and I could say, Andre, I live on this side of town, my car was damaged, but can you bring me to work? Mm. Giving the employees a way to connect with each other as well. But in terms of, you know, any kind of types of situations that you where you need some crisis communication, uh, that's a that's a third thing that I think hoteliers didn't realize. Mm. Didn't, that sounds interesting. So what you're saying is that they can use that service to communicate with each other, even off-site, away can. from property. Oh, that's great. That's they really can. Cool. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. And in terms of integrations, what, what, what would be some of the biggest challenges that um, a company like yourself would face when it comes to integrating with other providers in our space? We, uh, I wouldn't say that we have a lot of challenges. It's, um, we can be popped up without needing any integrations. Mm -hmm. So we're very IT light in terms of the project to kind of implement our, types of, our type of software, which is really um, great because IT, um, you know, they're overloaded traditionally yeah, with yeah, lots absolutely. of projects and, and things that they've got on their plate. So natively, even if you don't integrate anything with a, a communication app like, like Beekeeper, there's a ton of value. Mm -hmm. um, now if you take it to the next level of integration, we've done some very cool things where we've integrated with their shift management system mm -hmm. so that um, I can see, I can, again, the idea is to take and give the employee a one hub for all their communication and at the same time push culture, connectivity, engagement, best practices, collaboration, all of those things. So if I need to bring them to this place that, th that has the information that they care about too, mm, right? Mm, mm. So shifts and schedules. Mm. We've integrated with shift company, shift management to bring shift and schedules into the Beekeeper app and we'll soon be doing swapping of shifts mm -hmm. on that, that app. There, we have chatbots where they can um, uh, use these to um, ask for their latest paycheck. And you know that some places, I, I don't know yet if we've seen it in our industry, but I heard about, I think it was Burger King, that they're um, paying their employees every day because there's such a need for that instant gratification. Mm. But again, this way, if I could see my latest paycheck up to the moment, that could be interesting, yeah. right? Yeah. My vacation balance, um, career opportunities, what are my hotel discounts? Mm. You know, those are the things. So integrations like that. Yeah. Um, we're also looking at integrations into the task management systems. Yeah. We're in, in a lot of discussions there uh, because not everybody has a license on property, but with uh, Beekeeper, you can just take a quick picture, the housekeeper and the socket, the socket is broken, and then that would integrate with the task management system to automatically open a ticket. Okay, cool. So facilitate that yeah, process, yeah. because guess what? My, my opinion is that guests should not have to find what's broken in their room or what's you know doesn't look nice on property, right? Mm -hmm. You've got a hundred other set of eyes that certainly can see that. So again, simplifying everything. We always talk about simplifying things for the guests. 
simplifying things for the employees mm. so that they can really be those ambassadors of we all own this property. Yeah, good. Now just taking it uh, into a different direction, what, what, when, you're, when you're traveling, what yeah. is it that you're looking for? What are your expectations of a hotel and are you someone that typically books brand, Airbnb? What, 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 are, what are some of your booking habits? You're gonna, I have to somewhat be careful with that answer. What? Oh. <laughs> oh no, you don't, come on. So. Uh, Okay, I'm going to be honest, I'm not loyal to any specific brand because um, to date I don't feel like anybody really knows me, you know, I don't, so I don't feel like anybody knows me and therefore I have a very specific kind of experience. Mm -hmm. um, so if I did, then I would probably be a little more loyal. Mm -hmm. I'm a person who loves um, change. I love change. I love uh, seeing new things. I'm not a creature of habit at all. So I love to be surprised. I love to, um, you know, see something different and new. And uh, where we're at this Alice conference, uh, a, a gentleman told me that the sinks, you washed your hands, and then the sinks um, also um, were also dryers. So that was kind of, you know, so, so I love stuff like that, you know, I, I love gadgets and new technology, if obviously I'm in technology, but I love yep. new technology. Yep. So, and then I guess I, if I'm traveling on business though, I also want a quiet room. That's probably yep. my biggest requirement. And I know that sounds crazy, but mm. I, I want a room that is soundproofed. Mm. Let's talk about predictions. What would be some of your predictions for, for 2019 and 2020 when it comes to hotel tech? I think um, in 19, probably more like 20, I think you're going to see a lot more use of um, machine learning and AI to really um, do the kinds of things that, uh, that we as humans uh, don't have the capacity, you know, to do. Hmm. So I think that's, I, I think that's going to be really interesting in our world. Um, there's a whole debate whether robots will come along and help this labor issue that we have. And I don't know, I'm, I'm on the fence about the whole robot issue. Mm -hmm. um, I think that, <clears throat> I think whatever hotel company, and if I look at the brands that really, I think they're doing a great job now of um, learning a lot about their guest and um, this whole guest experience initiatives. And I think whatever brand can really take all of that data that they're now getting into one location and be able to push that data out to the systems that touch the guest so that I, so that I actually, you know, am, when I hit that property, they really do know me mm. and they're affecting my experience mm. in real time. Mm -hmm. And I think whatever company can get that right and you see people, you know, making measured steps and, and, and trying to go there. But I think you're going to see some real differences around yeah. experiences, really delivering. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because obviously we've been at Hedna the last three days. And okay. the word experiences has been used a lot at about, you know, what's it all about in terms of what's the expectation of the guest. And especially with the younger generation. Okay. 
There's no real brand loyalty. They're really more after the experience and making sure that they get the experience that they're seeking. They don't really care about the room. They don't want to spend time in the room. They want to get down into the lobby and, and be immersed in the culture and the community of what's happening down there. So yeah, it's, it seems to be a very strong point that um, everyone within our space is definitely talking about. So it's, it's good to hear you say that. Yeah, now another point that was covered about uh, or during the conference was the um, the economy. A couple of people said to me that they felt in the sh well in the next year or so that the economy may soften. What's your take? And that's in the U.S. Mm -hmm, sector mm -hmm. here. So, what what do you think? Do you think that uh, we're expecting something to happen with the economy that may impact the hospitality industry, or do you think it'll just keep going the way it is? Well, I'm not an economist, so I wouldn't wouldn't pretend to be, but I can tell you again uh, that I. <clears throat> heard the CEO of Goldman Sachs speak about about the economy, and uh, in general, in, in ge the general consensus is there's a 40 to 50 percent chance in 2020 uh, that we could have a recession in mm. the U.S. Mm. Right now, you could the flip side of that, as he said, is there's a 50 percent chance we won't. Mm. But that's a Glass bigger yeah. So that's a bigger percentage, though I think in general that you have seen anybody say. So I think most people are worried about 2020. In 2019, I think everybody feels like we're, we're gonna be safe, but in, 20, uh, in 2020, that's a, a different story. that's a different story. So mm. is it a blip or is it a dip? Mm. Mm. Maybe that's the question. Yeah, yeah, good, good. Okay, and just finally, uh, what would be some advice that you would give a graduating student from hotel school that might be interested in working in hospitality and potentially even moving mm -hmm. into the technology sector? What would be some key points of advice that you could give somebody? Well, I would, I would encourage, and I do this, I advocate at universities to get into the, the tech side of the hotel business. I mean, I think it's the most uh, exciting part of the business, and, um, and I, I'm, maybe I'm biased, but yeah. Um, so what, would I, what kind of advice would I give them? I would just tell them to uh, get out and learn understand those in the end processes. So whether it's technology or not, you know, what happens when a guest first starts thinking about coming to a property to the point of they've left the property? You know, what is that whole process? And really understand that process. And, and then the process of how do you get that guest back? So if you can get that, if they can get that, their head around that full 360, then I think, um, and learn all of the technologies that go along with that, all the processes, all the people, operations, then I think uh, that gives them a much clearer lens into um, be able to formulate their opinions and, and their career. Mm -hmm. Do you think someone needs to go through the traditional route of hotel schools? in order to pursue a career in this space? Or do you think someone could do a, another type of uh, a university course or, or major and um, then branch into it? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't believe in limitations on, on much. So I think you, you know, I think you, every person can set their own path. Hmm. Good, Connie Reams. Thank yeah. you so much. Nice. Great Thank to have you. you on the show. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Thanks for watching, everybody. If you enjoyed that, make sure you hit the subscribe button and the bell next to the subscribe for the notifications. And until next time, it's bye for now.